0: Pickax. Hello, you are listening to the podcast of this week's One Life Left radio show. I'm Simon Byron. I am Steve Curran. And we are joined as well by super special guest, Adam Avatar. Thank you for joining us on the show, Adam. Lovely to be here,
1: gentlemen. You've only think become you thought, more charming with time.
0: <laughs> I, thought, I think you thought that your, that your work here was done because I did note that when the, cre- the credits rolled and the theme played, you, you started drinking from a can of soft drink. Uh, you've, you've just. <laughs> Unfortunately, Leo's quite right, actually. The cameras, I, can't, I couldn't even make out what that was.
1: <laughs> Red Bull Winter sort of... Edition. The finest was edition it? of Red Bull available outside of Austria, well, where they still have Red Bull Simply
0: go. Cola. Oh, look, it's. So now we're in the podcast section of the show. That sort of um, endorsement is fine. Uh, so, you, you know, you, you're not going to be hauled over the coals for that. <laughs> it's
2: to be encouraged, uh, in fact, because any brand you mention, there's every well, chance they'll send us some money.
0: Well, guys, um, I'm not sure I'm allowed to do this. Perfect. Uh, but um, I, we were sent last week our pickaxe podcast reports, which we get every, uh, every month. Um, and so I thought I'd discuss it with you here.
2: Do you want, um, can... do you want a drum roll?
0: Uh, I mean, it's absolutely not worth it, but sure. <laughs> yeah. Guys, last week, uh, last month, uh, sorry, September, we made a total of £39.29. Um, how... <laughs> Steve, how much does it cost us to run Riverside FM?
2: Uh, it costs us $30 a month, I think. Oh, we're in the money. Hello, that's profit. That's raw it profit. It is pure profit. Let me let me break this
0: down for you. Okay, uh, we made okay. £26.54 20, in dynamic ads. Mm-hmm. Don't know what they are, but they sound dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got £12 for the Beer52 advert that everybody was complaining about um, <laughs> when, when you try and cancel. <laughs> so that's good, isn't it? That uh, comprises our revenue. Anyway, uh, there's a section here um uh now bear in mind so that was only for two episodes in september i yes. think uh, because we we're all over the place so you know do more episodes get more cash um how do we feel about that how does that compare with your podcast adam
1: gosh i i don't see any Revenue of the profits wise. i don't see any of no? the profits from slow pit stop i think they're all going what's, to manchester
0: what's your ebit
1: bit da? <laughs> 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 I think uh, to, to harken back to the old days of, of, of Simon Byron, what did you just call me? <laughs> well, so on our podcast uh,
0: report that we get every month, this covers September. Uh, there's a little box out that says upcoming opportunities, and I'd like to discuss these with you. And perhaps Adam, you can give us your opinion as someone who runs um, a seemingly more successful podcast. Uh, it says a trailer can help convert people who've come across who've been recommended the podcast without them having to listen to a whole episode. God, imagine that! <laughs> if they listen to a whole episode, they'd realize we're not worth listening to, wouldn't yeah. they? Mm. Um, um, so uh, the advice here, this could be similar to the promo you have already made, but it would be good to include Steve if possible and can <laughs> be longer. Would and it? can be longer. What should we do? A trailer. What would, <clears throat> Adam, how would, you, how would you conduct a trailer for One Life Left?
1: Gosh, you know, the trailers generally for podcasts, I only listen to so that they'll go into the bin of things that are not new anymore. So I don't get the alerts. <laughs> Mm. Um, but okay. if I had to do it, what would I do? I'd probably lean heavily on the excellent music. I've always loved all of the music and interludes in in one life left.
0: Uh, I was gonna I say that anybody... the...
1: well the the
0: the music is the one thing we've cut from the show yeah, so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well I don't mean the, I don't mean the chips I mean the, I mean play the, proprietary the music <laughs> okay,
3: <laughs> but, okay. Uh, uh, so
0: I'm, now. Uh... Our pickups reps go on to say, Do you guys have a Patreon or other way for listeners to directly support the podcast? You have a strong following and could boost your revenue by setting one up. Let's get a patron. Mm. Um, it says, You could easily reward supporters by giving a simple shout out in your normal episodes and not have to make any extra content. Mm-hmm. I like the sound of that.
2: I like yeah. that. that's That's really <laughs> good, isn't it? Because we could just read out a list of names
1: like- for money. For money, i do that right away. That's, that's pretty common, actually. Yeah, I find that a lot of video game podcasts have that at the end now. So now that, that's, we can't that's a be
0: bothered. We can't be bothered to set up a Patreon. So could we just read out our sort code and bank account <laughs> and ask people to pay it in, and then we'll and then we'll read them out.
1: Yeah, that goes you, in the trailer right there. If you use the, um,
2: <laughs> you know, how when you make a bank transfer, you get that sort of twelve character spot to yeah. to sort of mm-hmm. illustrate what it's for. Whatever you want to put in those 12 characters, <laughs> we will read out. I don't
0: well, there we go. Yes. OK, well, let's let's work on that. Um, yeah. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for the 40 quid. I mm. um, hope you're enjoying the adverts and the beers. Uh, we are genuinely grateful for your support um, and to, to show our thanks. Here's this week's show. <laughs>
2: Hello, good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. My name is Steve Curran. Hello, I'm Simon Byron. Hi Simon. It feels like you almost forgot where you were for a moment. Do you know what? I was trying to find an email. (laughs) That's what I was doing. Good, good. Get your admin out of the way early.
0: Well, it was, it was something I'm going to mention during the podcast intro, actually. Okay. So, All right. uh, so I thought, uh, yeah, so, you know, that's Witch. that's that's handy when you're being broadcast on radio.
2: It's perfect. It's perfect. How are you?
0: Uh, I'm doing okay, thank you. I am, um, uh, yeah, it's, it fe- <laughs> I'm a bit tired. It feels like the year is sort of dragging on, doesn't it? And I, I'm mm. just, yeah. Um, uh,
2: but looking forward to the show, Steve. Nice to see you. It's nice to see you too. Yeah, it's been an exhausting week uh, for me for various reasons, some of which we will talk about later on the show. I've been to been to three countries, including this one.
1: How many countries
2: week. are there? I think it's like uh, it's more than twelve. Right, so you've I been can to. Name record. them off the bat: Byron, Simon Byron's Fast Five. Name five <laughs> countries. <laughs>
0: I, I almost did a joke there that I could only do on a podcast as
2: well. <laughs> <laughs> and I could name a lot more than five. Very good. Very good. Um, so we're a video game radio show. We're going to be talking about video games today. I have played some games. Have you played some games, Simon? I've played two games, Steve. We have at least one letter, um, which I slightly prompted when we were in the conversation on the Discord about something else. I said, can you just put this in the letters section? It'll make a good letter. Uh, so that section's dealt with. Um, we do have a guest as well, which we'll get to in a second. we've also Do we have some news? Do you have some news? I've got the news, Steve. Don't you worry right. about that. I've got a couple of news stories as well. So it looks like we'll be very busy today. Why? What's with all the preamble then? Just filling, Simon. You've been <laughs> doing it for 17 years. You got not break out the habit now. Steve, do you usually broadcast with your hands behind your head? This is a new position for you. I'm just feeling quite relaxed today. No, I've decided to... So... I've decided to, so uh, you know, listeners um, who haven't been with us for the whole of lockdown know that may not know that we are recording remotely. We've got a virtual studio at the moment, and uh, you know, we've just moved into the virtual studio, which affords us all kinds of things, like the ability to have guests, which is very, very exciting. But also, it means I've become a little bit more relaxed about my my setup. I'm just talking into a into a laptop, and I actually have the laptop. On my lap right now. Wow. Never done that before. Never done that before. Usually have it balanced somewhere. Have it, you know, talk into it. But today, so yeah, feels a bit more relaxed. Maybe that's you, coming um, across in my tone. You have a child now,
0: though, don't you? So you mm. can take risks.
2: <laughs> what? Well, what? Because what we have <laughs> the hot in... laptop on your. Oh <laughs> on right. The, on, <laughs> a... on the current uh, on the, on the current bits. I thought you were talking about like One Life Left's inheritance protocol. It's all right, like. If I if I pop off for whatever reason then you've you still got a current junior to present the show with well uh, she's she's already a fan favorite isn't she mm, she is and we will have another feature from her coming up after L- the news
0: looking forward to it but listen it's not just you and me here this evening I'm delighted to be joined by uh someone we've not heard from for many many years mm. new uh, Pickaxe podcast subscribers will be, will be unaware of this person's history one life left history but um, we will cover all that shortly but it's it's Adam avatar hello and welcome back
1: hey equally delighted to be here adam have you ever done a show live have I ever done a show live i don't think so well this think is I've a ever first done a show live
0: Welcome to the show. It's great to have you on. Uh, you're you're joining us all the way from Toronto. That's right, Toronto. Well pronounced. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> you said I, I used to spend a lot of time there. Uh, good to have you on
1: the show. Delighted to hear you back and to see you. But I don't think I've seen you before. Uh, yeah, I, I. I mean, perhaps we have each other on Facebook, so there's there's maybe that, and that's about it. So I've, I've well, never we're... seen you. In live video, that's for sure. We've never shaken hands. Shaking Steve's hands at a a pub meetup back when we used to do those. One Life Left Christmas party, I think. Oh, Simon doesn't
2: go to those. Simon's too important. Again, part of the One Life Left protocol, we can never actually be in the same room anymore.
1: That's right. Shook Derek's hand at that time. Um, And Craig's. So yeah, so the Adam old was, gang. the old, Adam was gang. Part the old of gang. The old gang when we used <laughs> to have right. more
2: regular features on the show. And uh, what with the advent of Alice now doing her game design section, we, we're going to bring some of those, some of those back. But it's really good to have you on the show, Adam.
1: It's great to be here. Good having it's the band be back? back together is just wild. 2009 to 2012, I think, was the uh, duration of my contribution. Wow. Uh, and a, and a wonderful ago. one, presumes coincidence that that was the year that we won the GMA for best broadcast slash podcast. So. You've got to love it.
0: We've not <laughs> won it since, and you've not been on since. This is our year again. <laughs> That's right. We'll, we'll come to you shortly. But before then, we've got the important matter of the news. Six on Monday, the 21st of November, I'm not Anne Scantlebury, but this is the news. Uh, I'm just going to qualify this by saying that this has been written by VideoGamesChronicle.com and I'm just reading it out. So if there are any inaccuracies or any legal problems, blame them, OK? Former Sonic team head and Sonic the Hedgehog pro- programmer Yuji Naka has reportedly been arrested in relation to the ongoing Square Enix insider trading investigation. Japanese news site FNN Prime Online reports, I see that Video Games Chronicle is also doing the blame game, uh, reports that Naka is now the latest suspect in a case regarding insider trading surrounding a new Dragon Quest game. On Thursday, two former Square Enix employees were arrested in Tokyo as part of a suspected insider trading scheme. Uh, Tatsuyaku Suzaki and Fumiyaka Suzuki were arrested for acquiring stock in Japanese developer Aiming, shortly before it was announced that it was working on a new Dragon Quest game. The two reportedly purchased around 47 million yen, uh, which is $336,000 they don't say how many that pounds that is, of stock in aiming just before it was publicly confirmed it was developing a mobile title, Dragon Quest Tact. Now, according to FNN, the Tokyo District Public Prosecutor's Office Special Investigation Department has also arrested Naka for similar potential infringements.
2: It's not been a great uh, couple of years for Yuji Naka, has it? It hasn't. What was uh, the most recent s- story on One Life Left? Was it about him... He went he off th- on one on Twitter. Mm, he did, didn't he? Did, was he... Didn't he post that photo with some people blocked out of it as well? He did, yeah. Mm. And he'd erase the uh, shares that he'd been buying from the photo as well.
0: <laughs> or the news, the insider news
2: reported at least it. That's, that's a joke that Video Game Chronicles might have made reporting on a joke that <laughs> someone else <laughs> might have made, allegedly. Uh, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Doesn't sound great. Um, assuming any of this has any basis in fact, which we don't know, because we're reporting on something that someone else is reporting from someone else, as is the way in video game journalism. More concrete news, Simon. I've stopped playing Sonic Frontiers. Okay, what? Because you're disgusted? Uh, no. With well, the allegations? Well, because it's uh, because uh, I, you know, I, I, we talked about this last week on the show, and I was very much. On the fence about it, right? Hedging my bets. I was kind of playing this thing, but I was aware it's very janky all over the place. I'm not sure it's great, but I'm playing it. I decided it's not great. Okay. And I got, to, got to World Two, and you were like, you were like, oh, wait until you get to World Two. I've heard, I've heard it really, really, you know, changes everything. Well, have you got to World Two? No, no. Uh, it doesn't change everything. It's a spoiler warning. It's a desert. Oh. Yeah. oh.
0: Okay. That's yeah, not what I was expecting. No. Um, I did realise when I was reading this story out that, uh, you know, for a sort of light-hearted take on the news, it's probably not uh, the best story to open with. And equally, <laughs> uh, it's problematic when we have guests in the studio because normally I try and link the stories to the guests. And so, Adam, have you ever done insider trading? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, well, you know now. I'm now I'm thinking about it because clearly all eyes will be on Yuji Naka. So this is the time to strike. Surely, surely there can't be two insider traders at once. No, I wouldn't have No. I <laughs> don't think it's allowed. No, absolutely not. I, I, this, this, uh, this—not the story, but your discussion of the game made me wonder: is, are, is it legally required for every second world to be a desert world? What is going on with that? Does it also have? That kitschy sort of like, you know, rip off Arab, Arab kind of music as well as soon as you get there? I I can't
2: recall also because by then the Sonic, the music track, which we talked about last week as well, is kind of weird in the background. I long since muted. Hmm. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, all I know was it was, yeah, definitely didn't make me want to continue playing and neither did seeing knuckles imprisoned in exactly the same way Amy was and now find these kinds of tokens uh, and it struck me that I was just playing well it's all I don't want to turn this into a review section but it is kind of like uh, Assassin's Creed in that after a while you just find yourself sweeping up dots on the map proceeding from one to the next and tidying the landscape using mechanics
1: oh, You've long since
2: grown born out a born of uh, wait long <laughs> since grown bored of seven out of ten
1: so the sequel will be amazing. Understood.
0: Crystal Dynamics has claimed that its co-development work on Xbox Perfect Dark Reboot is progressing extremely well. That's according to Crystal Dynamics and IDOS CEO Phil Rogers, who provided an update on the project during parent company Embracer's group earnings call on Thursday. It was announced in September 2021 that Xbox has signed Crystal Dynamics to co-develop Perfect Dark, which is the debut game from Microsoft's new in-house studio, The Initiative. We're working on the iconic perfect dark game and the project is going extremely well, Rogers said today, transcribed by VGC. What's been so promising internally is seeing how our team took on this opportunity, a new way of working. If we think about the future of how we work, collaboration across studios, across time zones, across geographies, across different companies, will all become more common. So it's great to see the team at The Initiative and our team across Crystal, Crystal Studios working so well together. Uh, I I picked that story, Steve, because it's just struck me that the the Sega Super Game Mm. uh, idea uh, is clearly contagious to um, anyone who's being asked how their game's going. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, hey, Crystal Dynamics, how's it going? Oh, it's
2: going extremely well. It couldn't be going better. It's going to be a Super Game. Whole world's going to play it. The end. Um, Are you a perfect Dark fan, Simon? I'm not, Steve, no. Me neither. I don't really get it. Like, my memory of that period and that game is Perfect Dark was an attempt to (coughs) recapture the magic of GoldenEye in a new franchise. And it sort of worked because people were excited about playing GoldenEye again, but it never really uh, fully became the thing that GoldenEye was. And subsequently all sequels to Perfect Dark um, have, have felt, you know, Again, pale imitations of what was less successful than the original. So I don't know what people in the modern era are expecting to get from a game that was I don't know maybe a landmark of first person shooters, but first person shooters twenty five years ago. If
0: it was truly in keeping with the spirit of the original, uh, you would also need to upgrade your RAM in order to get the most from it, would you? <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, and I, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know that, I don't know how many people are excited about Perfect Dark in 2022, or Phil two of the Phil Rogers is. is. Okay. Um, uh, are, are you, Adam, are you excited about a new Perfect Dark?
1: Couldn't hurt. I mean, I'd prefer no one lives <laughs> forever, but uh, should be yeah. fine. I think I'm required to say yes, the same way that they are required to say everything's going well. I remember when I used to live in the UK, I don't know if it's still like this, in England at least, the salutation was, you're all right, mate. Mm -hmm. Alright, mate. And you have to respond with, yeah, yeah, fine. You're not really allowed to say that you're not alright. So I assume that this works the same way. Fine. (sighs) Scalper bots are gradually starting to lose interest
0: in the PlayStation 5, a report by a bot detection specialist has suggested. Netasia has published its quarterly index on the top five products targeted by scalper bots. This time, covering the third quarter of 2022. For the first time since it was released, the PlayStation 5 is no longer appears among so PlayStation 5 no longer appears among the list's top three positions. However, it does still sit at number four, suggesting it remains an important target for bots, even if its value is slipping slightly. Scalper bots are designed to find products as soon as they're added to a website and then buy them quicker than a human is able to, allowing a scalper to easily acquire stock. They can then resell at a higher price, according to Netasia's chart. The top five items targeted by scalper bots between July and September twenty
2: twenty
0: sorry twenty twenty two were. Okay,
2: guys. Oh no. Well,
0: I'm just interested. to see whether you um, have any. Just I want to see how alike you and the bots are.
2: Taylor Swift tickets? Nope. I mean, they are. They should be. That's the thing this week, isn't it? That uh, that. Yeah, but this that... is
0: through until September.
2: Okay, they're not Taylor Swift tickets. All right. Oh, graphics cards, obviously. Graphics cards. No,
0: so these cover everything.
2: Aren't graphics cards part of everything?
0: I'm afraid that they're, they're, they're not.
2: <laughs> <Okay>.
0: <laughs> they don't appear to be. All right, um, all right Well, fine. I mean, if, if, if they are things, they aren't in the top five things. Oh, um, what okay. about
1: uh, tickets to uh, K-pop concerts? It's not tickets
0: to K-pop concerts mm, because you can't okay. wear those on your feet, can you? Um, what you guys appear to be <laughs> disinterested in are Adidas Yeezy Slidebone. That was Mm, actually uh, what I was going to say. Number
1: one. It's going to be my next Uh, guess.
0: Okay. And then at number two uh, is the Nike Dunk Low Panda.
1: Yep, that one. Okay, sure. I've heard about Uh, this culture. Um, Number three. High
0: Panda. And this is Panini Donruss Optic Football Trading Cards. What are they? No idea. No idea, but they're very desirable. I'm gonna have a little quick Google of that while we're having a chat. And then um finally, I've lost the window because I moved it. Here we go. Uh PlayStation 5 uh 4 as we discussed. Finally, top five. Jordan 1 Retro Low OG UNC or UNC.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, it sounds to me we need to get into the shoe game. Have you Adam, do you wear shoes? <laughs>
1: I've I've been known to. Now okay. that now that I spend more time doing surgery than living um, any sort of meaningful uh, personal life, I, I have a essentially something akin to Crocs with a little heel called Calzuros. Who do they Fantasy. count? They're footwear, but are they shoes? Can we scalp them? <laughs> you should try. Should definitely try. FIFA
0: 23's lengthy meta may be over as players have noticed an undocumented change to player pace in the latest FIFA 23 updates. I'm just going to pause my new story reading here. Again, obviously, all stories are from uh, videogameschronicle.com. We thank them for their work. This story's for you, Steve, because I read it and I didn't understand any word of it. Perfect. uh, And therefore, I thought that you could explain as our resident FIFA 23 expert. All right, continue. Start again. The update, which has rolled out across consoles today, has increased the pace of explosive and controller players, making them significantly faster than the lengthy player, which had previously dominated the FIFA 23 meta. Tall and strong players, such as Erling Haaland, had previously been uh, extremely popular and effective in the game due to the accelerate system on current generation consoles. However, players are now reporting that these taller players are less effective. The FIFA Ultimate Team market has responded as faster players have shot up in value whilst foot players attempting to unload their lengthy player... so while, while foot players attempt to unload their lengthy players for cheap. Uh, you can read the full patch notes below. However, EA didn't list the changes to the Accelerate system. So <laughs> it's possible that it's a mistake that will be rectified in the future. Steve, were you involved in the lengthy meta? When you were were playing FIFA?
2: Uh, Well, I've never played it online, so none of this has been important to me, and I don't know that any of these things... I don't know any Stockport players are tall enough for this to apply to. I don't know if they're part of the lengthy meta. Okay. Uh, I'm guessing not, then. Mm. Uh,
1: I didn't realise Stockport players were literally stocky. That's actually required. (laughs) That is
2: Very good. Very good. Um, Yeah, I've not... I'm not good enough at FIFA to understand any of this. I think I mentioned on the show last week that I have found my play improved since I, you know, was playing the World Cup mode and playing as England rather than Stockport, and everything did seem easier. But my analysis, unfortunately, stops at England are better at st- better than Stockport. That's where I am. Fair enough.
0: Hmm. Um, should we run through the other changes just to see if you spotted them? Yeah. Um... I mean, have you noticed that uh, they've uh, reduced the accuracy of outside-the-foot shots by up to 30%? Uh, Nope. There's a caveat to that, Steve. As you probably noticed, players with the the outside-the-foot shot trait, in capital letters, (laughs) are also impacted by this change, but only by up to 10%. Ah,
2: that explains. Actually, all of my players have that trait.
0: Have you noticed that the the consistency of the ball-roll skill move, capital letters, Mm -hmm. in first-time situations has been increased?
2: How do you do the ball-roll skill move?
1: I don't know, Adam. Uh, I only kind of rolling I do is playing Formula One all the time, so I couldn't say for sure if it's okay.
2: If it's X, if it's just hitting X, then yes, I've noticed it. If it's any other button, then no. Okay, you you may have
0: noticed that this issue's been addressed. That after making a tackle, the ball could sometimes be knocked away further than intended. Mm. I mean, mm. uh, how far did you intend it to be knocked?
2: Never. Away? Didn't want it knocked at all. The ball does keep rolling away from me. So I have noticed mm. that. Is that a bug?
1: Uh, it is a bug no longer. Okay, great. Cool. Good. Um, or then I to play. A... I would Go only on. really play as the Glasgow Rangers, and presumably mm. they always use the skill move by default.
2: Yes, <laughs> so, certainly. Definitely.
1: Definitely. Uh,
0: uh, i mean look this um i mean they say that they fixed this but if i played it it wouldn't be the case it says in some rare situations a player could incorrectly fail to control the ball when, when receiving a pass um in some cases a player's legs did not animate correctly whilst jumping <laughs> uh, the the caveat is the caveat this is this is a
2: this was a visual issue only ah fine then okay mm-hmm. don't worry Completely about it fun. it didn't affect
0: didn't affect the sound
2: good all right well, thank you for updating me there, Simon. I'll, I'll let you know if I notice it in future weeks. Um, do we have any more news stories? can do. It's up to you. Yeah, let's do another one.
0: Microsoft's head of gaming, gaming has stated he's open to making a commitment to Sony and regulators... <laughs> I'll start that again. All right, all right. Ready? <laughs> Go. Microsoft's head of gaming has stated he's open to making a commitment to Sony and regulators that Call of Duty will stay on PlayStation on a longer term basis than currently agreed. Speaking on The Verge's Decoder podcast, Phil Spencer explained that he was open to making a commitment that would make Sony and global regulators happy. As Microsoft continues to await approval for his proposed acquisition of, the Activision, of Activision Blizzard. The idea that we would write a contract that says the word forever in it, I think, is a little (laughs) bit silly, Spencer said. But to make a longer term commitment that Sony would be comfortable with, the regulators would be comfortable with, I have no issue with that at all.
2: Never say forever. Well, if I was Sony, I'd go, okay. well, let's just put forever minus a day. (laughs) (laughs) A million years then. Exactly, exactly. What's okay with you? You're right. Forever would be silly. Who knows? But what about a thousand years? What about 100? 1,000 years. What about 10 days? Mm. There's a number there that will be acceptable, uh, and it won't be forever, and I suspect it won't be longer than, what do you reckon, three years? I was going to say three years, mm. yeah.
1: When you win That's cash all... for life in Canada, you get mm-hmm. 25 years worth of cash, which is not a lifetime by any wow. reasonable estimation. So so forever must be, what, 53 years or so? Mm. It depends.
0: Doesn't it depend when you win it? I mean, I would say I almost certainly don't have 25 years left.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Do we need to start counting down the seasons of One Life Left rather than counting up? <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> we're, we're on season 17 of 25 of, of 40 or something. Oh, let's uh, make it
0: a little higher than that, please. Uh, well,
2: you started it. <laughs>
0: I'd like to see... I'd, I'd like, I want to make sure my family are all okay, Steve. I want to make sure that they're happy adults.
2: All right, all right, uh, 45, I don't know. Um, yeah, so this is this does not affect me in any way at all because I don't, I have not played a Call of Duty game, I think, since the very first one. Uh, but it is a big deal, isn't it? Because we know what sort of sway that has over the sort of people who play and buy consoles, play on and buy consoles. Um, what do you think Sony's response is to this beyond calling the cops
0: well, send over a contract.
2: <laughs> Surely that's what you'd do, isn't it? Well, go on then. Go on then. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Put your money where your mouth is, yeah. Or, but not forever. Not forever. That would be uh, silly. Any mm. more news?
0: That's it, Steve. There's something about Dragon's Dogma, but I can't be bothered with it.
2: Thanks, Simon. One Life Left Video Game News with Anne
3: Scantleberry. you. My name is Alice and I'm a game designer and this is One Life Left.
2: Alice, what game are you going to design for us this week?
3: This week I'm going to design the running floor game.
2: The running floor game? Yeah. Tell me about the running floor game.
3: So, it was in Croatia and I was playing it. So, I was trying to pop the bubbles, squeeze rabbits, trap pigs... And um, what else was I trying to do?
2: Okay, well, let me just stop you there. Um, this is a game that already exists, isn't it? This is a game that you played while we were on holiday.
3: Yeah.
2: So it's not a game you've designed. Yeah. But you could take that game that you've played and you could come up with your own version of it. Yeah, that's kind of what designers do. So you take someone else's game and you go, oh, that's good, but this game would be better if we did this. So how would you make the running floor game better?
3: By taking it and then putting more, 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 more more videos in
2: it. More videos in it. What kind of videos?
3: Um, the ones that have people in it.
2: So this is a game where there's a projection from the ceiling and you run around and you tread on bubbles and footballs and mayonnaise packets and that kind of thing. But instead of that, you want the player to tread on videos of people. Yeah. Who are the people we're going to tread on?
3: Who's asking? I'm asking. Who's asking?
2: I'm asking right now for the radio show. Cats. So you're going to tread on cats, not people.
3: No, cats are going to tread on people.
2: Of course, right? Okay, so cats are going to be the players. They're going to tread on videos of which people. Who are we going to? Or who are the cats going to tread on? You. Right. So your pitch for this game is: it's a video projection from the ceiling, and cats run around on a video of me. Is that right? Yes. How do the cats score points?
3: Stabbing when you really hard.
2: What would you give the game out of (laughs) ten?
3: Seven out of ten.
2: Why do you think it gets seven out of ten?
3: Because it's really, 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 really happy game.
2: It's a happy game. It sounds like a happy game. Anything else you'd like to say about the the running floor?
3: No, 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 no. Is that it? Yes. Goodbye. Happy Christmas.
2: Thanks, Alice. Uh, I had to cut part of that this week because she started talking about how it was a pepper Pig license uh, that she had acquired for £3. And I asked her if she had, and she said, yes, absolutely.
0: And then I thought, oh, this is insider trading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: So, um, yeah, that was the fourth of uh, One Life Left's next generational features. Um, fourth in, in the series. I've got f- episodes five and six in the can already. Oh,
0: no wonder you're broadcasting with
2: your hands behind your head, Steve. Cocky. Have you, <laughs> have you got guests lined up for next week and the week after? I haven't checked my emails yet, Steve. <laughs> well, you've got one this week and that's all that matters.
0: Adam, thank you so much for joining us. So could you bring uh, every, so we've moved, uh, we've been going for a long time um, and we recently have We're over just halfway
2: haven't... there. That's
0: right. Uh, that's not true, Steve. We've got a third of the way through. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Fraction of the way through. It'd be awful if I do go
2: soon, Steve. You're going to regret this. I know. We'll do a nice tribute. And you'll Sasha. have no
0: guests unless you log on to my emails. Which we all know is
2: impossible. <laughs>
0: going for a while but we've recently uh, moved to a new podcast hoster so uh, that has brought with it a new audience um, who'll be unaware of you and your award-winning feature Adam. Uh, Tell us who you are and what you used to do for One Life Left.
1: Well my name is Adam and these days I am a surgical neuroradiologist or as you call it in the UK or in most of Europe interventional neuroradiologist and if you'll believe it I've only started practicing this year after seventeen years of post-secondary education. (laughs) Wow, fun journey! And uh, here we go. Um, And yeah, the the podcast I used to contribute back in my early days of of medical education, and what I did is I presented various misadventures that would be fall video game characters if they had to obey by the laws of the universe. So. As I recall, my first ever segment was about Master Chief taking realistic fall damage and shattering both of his femurs. Um, we had a similar sort of episode with Ezio from uh, from Assassin's Creed 2 and then various other things, I, uh, some gastrointestinal distress that Kirby encountered <laughs> from Endless Consumption, uh, things like that. So really, uh, really great, fun segments over the years and... Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a total joy. The, why you know, why obviously did you stop? I've, why did I stop? Because things just got too busy, which is which Didn't. is just so sad to say. But maybe uh, maybe, yeah.
2: maybe you just covered all of the injuries that video game characters could possibly have ever had. Uh, there was no point just <laughs> going over all. Gra- I mean, it's mostly the same. They mostly get shot or their heads are jumped on, right? <laughs>
1: That's that's true. I I did start to start going far afield. I think I covered some kind of silicone breast implant rupture for Lara Croft and started to have to get quite creative. (laughs) So maybe after all this time, they've reaccumulated. But uh, it's really nice to be back. And uh, yeah, I think practicing in some ways gives me a bit more free time, in some ways far less. But uh... Are you still playing games? I am playing games, but and, I, I have to, by law, save that for the reviews section. I think. Well, well no, I was just interested,
0: actually, whether um, <laughs> uh, if you continue to play games, do you continue to do? Do you still think of that that feature and 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 uh, wonder how some of these characters could survive some of what they're going through? I'm talking specifically about Resident Evil Eight. Have you played that?
1: No, I haven't.
0: Crikey, he goes through a lot.
1: Is that right? Okay.
0: Uh, I mean, th- there is some backstory about how he can survive having his hand cut off and, and then put back on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I don't imagine that's something that, uh, you know, is
1: particularly realistic. No, certainly not. Progressive so, dismemberment—that'd be good. But we have solutions these days. We're just getting better and better at that. <laughs> <laughs> you may. So you, um, uh, you stopped with us, but you've, uh, you picked
0: up on on another podcast uh,
1: recently, have you? Uh, that's right. I, I'd be tasteful in my plugging, but I do appear um, with reasonable frequency on Slow Pit Stop at Slow Pit Stop on Twitter, which, uh, by sheer coincidence, is also based in England. So. Um, Manchester-based podcast, but the three of us are all from different countries. So, the host is in Manchester. The other guy is uh, Mohammed. He's in uh, in Buffalo. Host is Arafat, and uh, and I'm the third of the of the medics hailing from Canada. And it really is just a total Formula 1 nerd fest. So if you're, if you're into F1 and you're worried about getting into a podcast full of jocks, first of all, as I'm sure you've divined by now, I don't fit that bill terribly well. So no need to be afraid. There's even a spinoff on the non-race weeks where we do a Dungeons & Dragons version of Formula 1 where we roll various stats to try to win <laughs> the races and engage in parallel capers. And so I, I think it's the kind of thing that you'd only really get if a bunch of dweebs... Uh, You know, inside or outside of medicine, ended up having a Formula One podcast, and it's such a joy. So, as fans will know, the final race was today in Abu Dhabi. Um, Who won? That's uh, Max Verstappen of Red Bull Racing. Spoiler, which I think is yeah, spoiler tag, which I think upsets most English folks. I don't know if you have any strong feelings. Well, because of what happened last season, Adam. Yes, indeed. Sure.
0: Well, actually, uh, that wasn't Ma- necessarily Max's fault. What happened? It was season, entirely was it? not
1: Max's fault. It, you know, since then, he's he's been a little bit petulant and selfish. Um, but I think that, you know, in many ways, you, you look at the age of the average Formula One driver, Max has been on camera since he was 18 and is now, what, 24 or something? And honestly, if you had the camera trained on you that often, you'd probably also say some pretty embarrassing things. Oh, we don't so need the should.
2: camera trained on us to do that. We do it every week. No. <laughs> We've been Doing it for seventeen years, um, I have a. I am going to. You said earlier, Adam, because you are better at this than we are. Uh, that you should save your reviews for the review section. Now, already we've covered a review in the news section, um, so clearly we don't care much about that. And I am going to break protocol now by doing a letter before we get to the letter section because it's what? More specifically. For you here from Zuba, uh, regular contributor writes, Hello team in SSG, it's great to hear from Adam again. What was Adam's favourite moment from his contributions in the past?
1: Oh my goodness. My favourite moment. Well, it probably had to be when I laid hands and even maybe lovingly stroked that beautiful Glass Games Media Award at the Christmas <laughs> gathering. Yeah, but... Those- where is and, and and meeting Craig the Rage McClellan, I I have his book. I, I was unmistakably starstruck. Sixty four bits of pain, as I believe it's called. Mm. The the man is, well, I mean, literally is a poet, so need to, no need to say figuratively, but uh, but really is a wordsmith. So that was very special. And as regards contributions, uh, mm, oh, that's a really tough one. I think that I think the science behind uh, behind. Um, uh, cryo injury in the uh the sub zero from mortal combat uh, segment was a was a particular favorite of mine but gosh it's hard to choose I, it was such a, so much fun doing this
2: well zuba goes on to ask did he have a feature he nixed or something he wished he had done love the show zo- love the show zuba
1: well i think i would need to have meditated on that a little bit more <laughs> that's the um,
2: answer a meditation 5 minutes
1: <laughs> i think that i i i think at some point i had contemplated doing one with sonic and tales where the culmination was the, the revelation of their long surmised romance hmm. um and i don't think I, I found a way to not make it gross <laughs> which i think is probably on brand and maybe what the fans deeply crave but i didn't need that tied to me i'll tell you what you do some numbers on fanfiction.net God, you did that. wouldn't you
2: mm. just
0: that's right um there's another old, uh, one I've left contributor in North America, isn't
1: there? Do you ever, do you ever hang out with Odds on Od? <laughs> is Odds on Od in you know, North America? I thought for sure you were going to end that sentence with Matthew Kumar, who's in this city and is now a Canadian right. citizen.
0: Also true. Uh, um, Odds, on, Odds on else is elsewhere, isn't he? I can't remember which part. He, <clears throat> I've,
2: I've, Yeah, he's definitely. You should, you should, uh, you should hang out with him and talk sports. Yeah, he's also got a DD and d podcast, I think, as well.
1: What? Oh, our children <laughs> grow up so fast, don't they? <laughs> Gosh, odds on what a segment. That guy, does he really sound like that? Because he's just such a bad, no, nah, he's going to romp on home. He was just such a <laughs> badass. I, I, I absolutely loved it. I'm going to just say Twish on, on Residence 104. You are, 4? yeah. And, and you, are, you, are, you, you are allowed to say stronger words
0: um, at the beginning of the show as well. Uh, but we will come back to that,
1: um, Adam.
0: Is there any chance that you'll return with any um, ad hoc features, one-off special Christmas specials?
1: I suspect that I will. It's only a matter of whether you'd like to hear the same sort of special or whether I should do something new. We can decide offline. We can even have listener feedback as to what you'd like.
2: Why not take over the whole show? Fifty-five exactly. minutes. <laughs> we'll just drop in as guests from now on. Seems like the uh, seems like the way to do it. Phasing out over the next, you know, twenty-five years. Um, Adam, thank you so much for, for coming on. You're going to join us, stay with us for the rest of the show, aren't you?
1: I will. I will indeed.
2: Brilliant. Okay. Well, now it's time for the proper letters section.
1: Email, messages, and forward BCC. One Life Letters.
0: Chris Conroy writes, dear team and SSG, here we go then, time for another global event, bigger and flashier than the last one. Every detail poured over and unpicked on social media, the specialist and generalist media are frothy head of manic excitements, while the whole thing continues to maintain an undercurrent of grim employing conditions and corporate greed. Yes, it's the sales season. Aha! Can we get an insider's view into the way that digital sales work? How do companies like Nintendo or Steam decide what goes on sale and what doesn't? Is it their choice or the developer or publisher? Who decides the price and do the creators get a share of each unit sold? Or is there some kind of level break? Sell this many units and we'll give you this chunk of cash, that kind of thing. I'm guessing a lot of this isn't widely shared for commercial reasons, but interested to hear what Simon can tell us. Your contractually curious correspondent, Chris Conroy, he then... Ads companies like Steam, just lock me up and throw away the key. Your Valve Votary varita Risk One. More. Uh, it's a good question, Chris. Um uh, uh yes, it is the sales season, isn't it? And I've already spent uh £25 Steve on the Steam sale. The Steam sale hasn't even started yet. <laughs> there have been a bit there's a there's a Namco Bandai sale on at the moment, and I've picked up a couple of bargains uh, already. Um, the, sales, the steam sales have changed over the years. They used to be, it uh, used to be a huge event. There used to be um, uh, flash discounts running every twenty four hours, um, but now they've uh, they've settled into a regular cadence where I think there are uh, there are four sort of store wide uh, sales every year. Uh, we're about to um, uh, we're about to hit the holiday uh, sales. Not Thanksgiving, guys. It's, it's certainly not in Canada. Uh, it's called the holiday sale. Uh, it coincides with th- Thanksgiving and Black Friday, and then it goes into the winter sale, which is Christmas or um, holiday, confusingly, if you're in if you're in America. Uh, and then there's the spring sale, which used to be the lunar sale, and then there's the summer sale. Um, all of these are opt-in, so publishers choose whether they want to participate and uh, by how much. Um, and then outside of those, there are specific call down features. Um, Valve is. Uh, I think they've just extended theirs to um, games can only go on sale if they've been off sale for 30 days. And, and if you're interested in pricing, um, and certainly in the AAA space, if games that tend to come out in um, October or September, don't buy them until Black Friday. Gotham Knights is already... 30 to 40 percent off it's been out about five minutes
2: wow um, is that an indication of how well the game is doing or is it just literally that release cycle from that date uh, the... i
0: i I, sus- I suspect in this instance uh, that discount is a little higher than it sort of naturally mm. would be because it does feel very
1: soon to be <laughs> to be discounted that deeply um so I haven't heard anything uh, any good news about that game so that tracks unfortunately
0: yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's fine. Seven out of 10. Um, but, but, um, but yeah, FIFA uh, will be, is, is super discounted. Um, you know, all of, all of the AAAs that have come out now have got uh, decent discounts on them. The Indies um, tend to uh, be a bit more cautious. Uh, plate up is going to be 30% off guys. Uh, tomorrow if you're listening on the radio show or yesterday if you're listening to the podcast um, and that's that's our biggest discount uh, so far um, but yeah on steam you are free to discount um, as frequently as you like as long as there are specific call cool between them uh, that is the same for most other console stores um, however there is one where uh, you are you need to be invited by the platform holder to take part Uh, And I'm not sure what those conditions are. Uh, They vary per sale. There'll be indie specific sales. There'll be theme sales or what have you. But um, with one of the console platforms, you need to be invited. Um, They generally don't set discounts themselves, uh, but they can recommend additional featuring if you're above certain thresholds, but always the choices with the publisher and the developer. Um, and yeah, usually um, the payment is, is is a percentage of what it's sold for. So that generally won't change during sales. It will change during bundles and stuff. But that's a different topic, Steve.
2: different topic. Mm, it is. Come on to that next week. Well done, Simon. I, I genuinely, I, as I said earlier, asked Chris to post that in the letters uh, inbox because I wanted to hear your answer. Uh, It's always interesting to have you teach me stuff live on air. Uh, A couple of letters from the Discord, which you can find a link to in the show notes that our under caretaker uploads to uh, onelifeleft.com every week. Dear Team and SSG, writes Morghizi, no review has ever resonated as much with me as Simon's Uncharted review. Good to hear, isn't it? It is good to hear. So good to hear that we read that one out last week. Oh, did we? Yep. Ah. (laughs) Okay, apologies. Well, it's worth repeating twice. Was your review really two weeks ago? Yeah. Huh, okay. Alright, how about this one? This is from Electric. Leo, hello team. I worked all day to free up the time so I could watch live. I was very excited to see you, but I am disappointed by the quality of your faces. The cameras are fine. It's your actual faces. Thank goodness your words are good. Love the show again. Leo. Leo,
0: why are you working on a Sunday?
2: Maybe uh, he meant, you know, doing the kind of social obligation work that we all have oh, those to. Things, and, you know what I mean. Freeing up time. Leo's
0: Leo's in America. It'll be, will be all family. It'll be uh, uh, Thanksgiving on Thursday. All that mm. sort of stuff, won't it? What have you become, Leo? <laughs>
2: <laughs> what have we all become? I miss Not you. I Not allowed to do you.
1: radio if you haven't got a face for radio. He he misunderstands. It's <laughs> true.
2: Um, All right. There is another letter here, Simon, but I'm scared that we did it last week and that I have no memory anymore. Is it uh, saying how excellent I am? It's the one that says recommendations for the Steam Deck by the Sound Bomber. No, I don't think so. So I didn't think we had... Well, you can give some more recommendations we had. Dear team, I was lucky enough to be able to pick up a Steam Deck, and like any mature grown man, I was lucky enough to have permission from my wife to wait until my birthday to have it. So, with only a few weeks left, other than Simon's recommendation for Uncharted, which other games do you recommend I pick up to keep me entertained with my new toy? As always, keep up the good work, Matt. Uh, the Spider-Man games are very... Well, sorry, the
0: I, I can say for a fact that the first one is excellent on the Steam Deck. Um, uh, runs really well. I believe Miles Morales does too. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remastered is fantastic on the deck. I finished Deathloop. I finished uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, there are a couple of the games that we'll talk about shortly. Uh, also work on the Steam Deck. Um, yeah, I, and all of those are likely to be cheap uh, from Tuesday. Uh, so, load up on your Steam wallet.
2: All right, that is the end of the letter section. If you've got any letters you'd like to send to One Life Left, you can do so by emailing team at com, uh, Or you can drop a note on our Discord. You can find the Discord link in our show notes. This is One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We are a video game radio show, We've been running. For 17 years and we are scheduled to run for another number of years it's not 100 years at this point how many that is um if you want to know more about the show you can find out at www.onelifeleft.com because we are a podcast as well the podcast notes as i said before have been uploaded there by our under caretaker and producer phil simon do we have any other business that we need to deal with not from my end Uh, I should say thank you to Oslo and to Helsinki uh, to our sponsors Knock Knock Games and Raw Fury and i3D uh, for sponsoring our shows over two nights earlier this week, Monday and Tuesday I was in Oslo and Helsinki uh, for two brilliant Mariokis out there and then last night did another one in London Uh, in Stratford at Rule Zero again and that was fantastic thank you so much to all of the people who turned up to cheer us on and to sing songs with us Uh, we'll be doing a Christmas party on the 17th of December at Loading Peckham tickets will go on sale next week so uh, get ready for that and Simon try and keep that day free in your diary what was it? (laughs) 17th I think we had this discussion last week Okay, sorry good Uh, Time for the reviews? Let's do it. All right, we'll do it. We're doing it. Simon, what have you been playing this week?
0: Two games for me this week, Steve. The first, Somerville, I was really, really looking forward to. Um, It's the first game from Jump Studio, uh, which is founded by one of the co-founders of Playdead, Who was the executive producer on Limbo and Inside? And the game owes much to that style of game, uh, somber, uh, platformy, narrative adventure. Um, which, uh, yeah, was turning heads prior to launch and was shaking, had heads shaking after launch, sadly. Um, it's a real shame uh, because the atmosphere, the visuals, the sound in particular um, are all top draw. Uh, it tells the story of an alien invasion. Um, you start playing various members of a family, um, something happens in the background, big um, earth changing event, um, and then you must uh, sort of ex- find out what happened or find out what's happened to you. Um, all well and good with that, uh, you know, those sort of dark, flat, uh, muted colours. Um, but sadly, the game itself, um, which feels like a like a, a real um, modern interpretation of something like Another World, um, is a game of trial and error, clunky controls and obscure um, interactive points, really. There were many times where I just didn't know how to get off this screen I was on. Uh, Lots of uh, instant deaths. um, And when you have to repeat the same sort of slow set pieces over and over again, um, it becomes more of a chore than a pleasure. Uh, Yeah, I was... This, for me, was this year's 12 minutes. uh, And it was a game I was really looking forward to, but unfortunately uh, made me too angry to finish. (laughs) 7 out of 10. Shall I do one? Do one.
2: All right. Uh, I've been playing... Well, I completed the Golden Idol this week. Okay. Uh, Congratulations. a few, few one-life left to go. Uh, been knocking off a few chapters every week. And, yes, absolutely brilliant. Brilliant puzzle game. Uh, feels to me a lot like a... I don't know, a classic book puzzle or a newspaper puzzle uh, just with video game... Uh, traits. I, uh, You know, if you liked Overton, you'll love this. 7 out of 10. Really, really, really nicely done. I said I dropped out of Sonic Frontiers, because I just don't think it's very good. 7 out of 10. But, I have been playing a little to the left. Do you know about this, Simon?
0: I do know about this, Steve.
2: So I think I played a demo of this when it was on Itch, or if not, I played something very, very similar a couple of years ago. Uh, in a little to the left, you are presented with a series of vignettes, and what you have to do? You have to tidy up. The uh, name comes from the idea of hanging a picture on the wall and just moving it a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right, until it's centred and perfect. Uh, And if that was in the game, and indeed there are puzzles like that, at that point, when it was perfect, you'd get a little star, and then you'd move on to the next puzzle. Some of them are easy, and it just comes down to tidying and that kind of nice methodical sorting things out. Some of them are very difficult. There was one that I was looking at for ages until eventually... I cracked it, and it felt kind of satisfying. It does suffer sometimes from being a bit trial and error, but genuinely, um, when it works, it works in a really, really satisfying way. Obviously, it fits into the uh, <laughs> the brackets of cosy or wholesome games, uh, and it's making me feel a lot better about my life, which is
1: quite intense right now. 7 out of 10. Adam! Hey, I've been playing two games, and mostly just to be on voice chat and catch up with people who no longer live close to me or because I have no free time. Um, And taking those in turn, first of all, I've been playing Overwatch 2. And as you may know, this is a free-to-play, fairly, expansion pack for Overwatch. One build as a separate game, where they've essentially taken out features, such as you can only play as five characters instead of six now on each team. Just bizarre for a game about picks and counter-picks, but nevertheless, still controls very nicely. The new heroes are all fun, and one of them is Canadian with a map of Toronto, no less. So that makes it quite fun for me. What's the big downside? Apologizing all the time. You know, she's actually an unapologetic tanky, and it's kind of embarrassing um, how military she is. (laughs) Uh, especially because she's named after a black civil rights activist, really just kind of discordant in tone there. But even more discordant is the fact that Overwatch, largely the studio has been all about inclusion. They always get their voice actors to be from the country they represent. Except for Sojourn, who is not a Canadian actor. Actress, whatever we say. And it really shows. (laughs) You can really tell by the way she pronounces things. And I'm shocked. As we know, Canadians all sound like Matthew Kumar, which is why this is the best worst game you've never played, 7-8-10. My second game, that would be Final Fantasy XIV. I've decided to start an MMO, because why not? Finally I have some moments where I don't have to do trainee work, and so I get to play and connect with a bunch of guys who never have consoles and are on PC, so that beautiful crossplay allows me to commune with gentlemen I haven't spoken to meaningfully in many years. That's been great fun. I'm a I'm a cute dragon girl, which is very important. And my spells are nice. My attacks are cool. The world is beautiful. It's ostensibly the best written Final Fantasy of all time. But I have yet to detect anything of the sort and mostly <laughs> just do the same sort of M- MMORPG fest quests that exist in every MMO. So hopefully that changes after level 30 or whenever it's meant to get exciting. Seven out of ten.
2: Simon, you have another game to talk about, don't you?
0: I'm going to surprise you here, Steve. Mm-hmm. Uh, given all the awful things that this company is known for these days, I'm delighted to say that the Atari uh, 50th anniversary celebration, uh, which came out on
2: PC and consoles, is excellent. That does not surprise me at all, because it's by Digital Eclipse, who are excellent. Excellent, yes.
0: Um, It's uh, um, a collection of... Uh, games that um, encompass uh, 50 years, in inverted commas, of Atari, Um, uh, where uh, I'm not sure, sorry, I'm scrambling around to find exactly how many games are on the collection. But it's not just the games, uh, which range from the earliest arcade to modern interpretations of some of the old console and arcade titles, but an interactive uh, timeline documentary which revisits the making of some of these games. Um, It presents flyers and anecdotes and um, facts and vignettes um, behind the scenes of uh, the games that I grew up with. Um, And so uh, it was a real joy. Um, It works brilliantly on the Steam Deck. Um, uh, Yes, the emulation is top-notch. The the speed at which you can jump between games and and features and stuff like that is uh, is super smooth. Um, and, And whilst the games themselves... Are, 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 are not worth playing these days. They don't stack up particularly well. I think as um, a museum piece piece, it's it's a wonderful job uh, and highly recommended if you have an interest in that game's era or you want to know where the foundations of everything we do or how they were built. Uh, so yeah, thoroughly recommended. 7 out of 10.
2: I've also been playing Frog Detective 3. Uh, if you enjoyed Frog Detective or Frog Detective 2 you will enjoy Frog Detective 3 oh, oh I thought I timed that perfectly uh, it's a game where you play a frog you're a detective, you go around and chat to wholesome animals uh, and gently interrogate them about some missing hats. Um, it's got a lot of words conversations might go on a little bit too long but it's pretty funny and pretty warm and it's probably the sort of game that you yes you need to play right now uh it's warm seven out of ten the end the end that was good simon we got a lot done today
0: we did didn't we we got a lot covered
2: a lot of uh... Uh, reviews as well
0: helped by adam thank you so much for joining us uh so
1: will the will your formula one podcast be back for next season certainly will and we'll also be doing a little bit of post-season uh trivia contests so come on in for the game show and maybe even some donuts and drivers our spin spinoff aha uh, and where else can that... we find
2: you sorry go on sorry i was gonna say it's clever that sort of idea of a spin off, and it makes me want to do one as well but i don't know what we would how do you spin the radio show off into dnd like we could do a video game based on dnd it doesn't work right mm-hmm.
1: yeah, i think it has uh, to be I, about the the toils the the travails of being a radio show in 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 the era of modern media hmm. uh, it make it makes us just uh you know immediately sympathetic <laughs> we
2: do need more sympathy we need more people looking after us. sorry go on simon
1: I was just going to ask how uh, how else people can keep up with what you're up to up to date on. Are you still on Twitter, Adam? I still am. You can find me. um, My last name is unspellable, so you know, put it in the show notes and if you enjoy, (laughs) (laughs) U N S P E L L A B L E. And if you, yeah, if you're interested in uh, the minimally invasive neurosurgical and neuroimaging therapies, then by all means, give me a follow as you please. (laughs) <laughs> Excellent.
2: We will do. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Good to see you, Steve. Good to see you as well, Simon. Uh, thank you to Resonance FM, the greatest radio station in the world, for hosting us as always. And thank you to every single one of you for listening. Uh, we will be back next week. But until then, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>